Welcome back to the Rewind That Take podcast. I'm your host, Jay Probs. And I'm Dr. Cash. Um, today we'll be, you know, coming back from a little hiatus. Um, but uh, yeah, we're jumping right in. NBA basketball season has started. So, you know, it's best time to be alive, kind of. And uh, we've got some crazy standings over here, especially in the Western Conference. I mean, in the East, it's more, you could say, normalized. Expected. Yeah, in quotation marks, I guess. Because um, you still have like 76ers, 11th, Heat, 10. But the West is crazy. And, I mean, I'm sure you have, you have the Suns, the Jazz are in second place. We, um, I'd love to talk about them. Um, and if you want to learn more, I guess, about what we kind of think about them, we have an article on our website. But the team I really want to dive deep in right now is the Trailblazers. Um Six and three, um, fourth, fourth in the division, um, and they just they look good. Um, this is, in my opinion, better than any Portland team that I've seen so far. Um, but, but what are your opinions, um, Doctor Cash? Yeah, I think for sure. Like last season, losing Dame for majority of the season, its first head coach with Chauncey Billups, mm-hmm. and then you trade away McCollum and. Fast forward now, like many people didn't think that Jeremy Grant would be able to like help this much, but as we saw like uh, a couple nights ago against Phoenix, he drops thirty, hits the game winner, and they they just have yeah. all the right pieces like coming together at the same time. They that proves that for at least a few games that they can hang around without Dame. You know they have solid pieces. They have Nurkic, Winslow, obviously Grant and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Anthony Simons and the rookie Shaden Sharp. I think what Chauncey Billups is doing, it's he's he's really getting his team to play like as a whole and not really just rely on one man. Yeah, I think definitely you can you could see they have more scoring options now because you remember before like in the previous seasons, Dame would Dame and McCollum would basically be carrying right, and it would yeah when it came down to playoff times, it was it was Dame's show right. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, and and there's no doubt they still need him, but it's just it's, yeah, for it's sure. better to see this like more fluid offense. Yeah, and you could say like Simons is kind kind of taking that McCollum role, but I feel like he's not because his playing style is so much different. He kind of plays like a mini Dame almost. So you're you're getting those same kind of Dame minutes um, out of Simons who can produce that. I wouldn't say same. Um, because he's he's not Damian Lillard yet, um, yeah, but he can he can produce a, as a high level scorer, and I think that's what um, Portland needs uh, for when Dame's not on the floor. Or and he can also play with Dame because he can catch off the catch and shoot off the three and stuff like that, which I think has really allowed Portland to play play with Dame, but then also be able to s- sustain offense when Dame isn't on the floor. Yeah, I feel like like the misconception a lot of fans had like this off season was that that they really expected Jeremy Grant to fully replace McCollum, which they they really didn't need that. We already saw that McCollum experience didn't work. So why are you? So why would the Blazers try to like replicate that? Find a replacement yeah. just to have another shootout with Dame. Like when you bring in Simons or not bring in, I guess he's he's been there. He's a young player. He's but as you and, develop it. Yeah, as you develop him, you pair him with alongside Jeremy Grant. You get a lottery pick, uh, draft Shaden Sharp, 
and you have a solid center when healthy and Yusuf Nurkic. So I mm-hmm. think when the Blazers try to avoid this like hero ball type stuff, they're they're a real really solid team, and um, they'd be able they'll be able to compete with the best. But I think like the main concern right now though would be like depth. Like you look at that bench and it's it's not very strong. They don't uh-huh. have if if like Simons and Grant are off the floor, like especially without Dame right now, it's that's a weak point. But other than that, I mean, I feel like Chauncey Wilkes has done a great job, uh, not only developing this team but just getting them to play together. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that you have to highlight with this team is the defense, right? Like uh, they're playing, they're playing together. The on offense, but also on defense. I mean, you bring in guys like Jeremy Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, and stuff, and that's – I mean, they, they're good offensive shooters. They can make their own offense. They can uh, space the floor, but they can bring so much to the defense as big wings, right, who can play I, – I don't think they ever had big wings like this. Like, you, you say Robert Covington, but this is like a whole – they have multiple guys like Grant – sharp even he has that kind of sneaky athleticism not sneaky athleticism but he he's very athletic and then oh, josh yeah. Hart. um so you you have guys behind dame especially on defense who can kind of support his weaknesses um kind of funnel players towards nurkic towards that big center kind of guy um which i think has been really game changing for this team um when you can play good defense and you have damian lillard then I think you've hit that sweet spot where you have Damian Lillard, you have Simons who can produce instant offense, but then you also have defensive support where you're not in shootouts every single game. You can you can play defense. That's I think that's where I personally have seen some of the biggest change for this team. Oh yeah, uh, not having to rely on the shootout like as you said, it's that that's huge for this Blazers team and for them to take the next step. In my opinion, it would be to make some sort of deal by the trade deadline to to like increase their depth and and to yeah. do that like the thing is they, they won't have to trade away a, a good player like they can give away a winslow or um or sign sign a veteran or something like yeah that. exactly or at the most give away josh hart and try to strengthen that bench because mm-hmm. especially come playoff time when dame's gonna be playing almost the entire game down the stretch you're gonna need uh, to keep your offense going when he's off the floor. But, yeah, I, I think yeah. other than that, it's just it's a real solid start for Blazers. And, you know, their fans should be excited for the future, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think one last thing I want to say for maybe transition um, about adding a piece. I think one of the other things, you, you mentioned Shaden Sharp. I mean, he's a rookie, right? He hasn't played in so long. Like, I think it's like two years before this season, two or three years play basketball and he's you you see flashes instantly like you're like this guy is like he's athletic guard he's tall but then he can move he can dribble um and i think that if if you don't make any signings or trades that is i think one of the biggest points where you're like he can if he can maybe take i don't want to say the next step but if he can improve to play like maybe 10 minutes where he produces offense or like where he, the offense runs through him a game. Like it doesn't have to be 10 minutes in a row, but he takes a few, few possessions here, a few possessions there. Then you could really see, I think that bench come together 
he could really lead that bench. I think I think that's something that if you if he can maybe just up up a notch one more, you could really see that from him from from the Blazers. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see like how Billups could change up the lineup potentially to see how Sharp mm-hmm. does as the main man on the floor for certain. Yeah. Um and I mean that's pretty um going from i think one of the hottest teams the blazers uh we'll we'll move right right into the the dark side uh, yeah the dark side of nba i think one of the coldest teams in the nba the la lakers um they've been clowned not once not twice but i think a billion times um by every single sports outlet um that's out there i mean it seems like every time i go on instagram you see espn Posting another Russell Westbrook break, another Los Angeles Lakers loss, um, and I believe they just had another one. Um, so that drops yep, them to today. two and seven, which they are just above my Houston Rockets, um, who are tanking, by the way. Um, <laughs> and the Lakers have LeBron James on the roster, just in case you didn't yeah. know. So, I don't know. Uh, I think it might be time to blow it up. If, if nothing changes here in the next month or so. Uh-huh. It might be time, like either I don't, I don't know. I, I want to say Russ is the problem, but ever since he's come off the bench, he's averaging eighteen six and seven. Yeah, and he's. I, is, I feel like he's been playing good. Like there, there's oh yeah. been a few good it, games that he's had. Um, yeah, he he's putting up six man of the year numbers off the bench. But mm-hmm. what's happening is like what we saw from LeBron last year is like it's unprecedented for a thirty seven year old transition to this year and he's shooting i think either high 20s or low 30s from beyond the arc maybe even low 20s mm-hmm. and uh this team like this lakers team as a whole can't shoot the three ball like, even last year they finished 24th in the 21st in the league in three point percentage at 34.7 you lose malik monk who is your best three-point shooter last year and you sign lonnie walker Juan toscano anderson and I don't, you can't really expect much improvement from that. Anthony Davis was struggling last year already from three alone, and he, and he still is. And he, yeah, he still is. So I, I don't think there really should have been much expectation like from beyond the arc, but mm-hmm. they found a way to like go below it, and they can't go, find some yeah. help. Yeah, it's gonna be tough because Russ is, <laughs> Russ is playing well out now. So you, yeah, you have to shift the blame off of him. LeBron's not playing well. AD's not playing well. Yeah, but... I want to talk about that, that Utah game. I think he dropped like 26 or something. I, I, I'm pretty sure he got a standing ovation or something like that. Yeah, MVP um, chance. Yeah, exactly. And um, Which is just crazy. Uh, but, um, yeah, you, you look at the team, and like you said, the three-point shooting. Like, you have, you have Austin Reeves, right, who's shooting 42%, and Matt Ryan. Who, that that is a great story, by the way. If you want yeah. to check that out, like he oh, was like yeah. a school teacher or something, and then he moved to the NBA, which is which is amazing. Um, dreams are dreams are still alive, baby. Yeah, and he's he's shooting forty three percent. But that's two guys, and then Troy Brown Troy Brown is shooting thirty percent. Lonnie Walker shooting thirty one percent, and those are the only guys on the roster who are shooting above thirty percent, which is kind of scary because. That's not who you're running your offense through. I mean, sure, they're good at spacing the floor, but 
LeBron shooting 20%, AD shooting 23%, Russ surprisingly 27%. Um, but I, I think I think that's the thing. Like you said, Russ, maybe we're putting too much blame on Russ. Maybe it's the rest of the roster. And I don't want to say LeBron because LeBron's great and everything. But um, and he is he's he's still averaging 24 points per game, even on 20% shoot three point shooting. But um, maybe maybe he does drop because he's shooting seven threes a game almost. Um, yeah, he maybe he drops that number down a little bit. He's a little bit more conscious of what shots he's shooting because. It's obviously it's obvious his three point shot is not shoot is not going in right now, um, and I think, but also I think it's not it's not LeBron it's not AD it's I think it's the construction of this roster and I think yeah. we said it last year too, like you can't you can't um, take out Malik Monk who like you said was a great shooter and replace him with Juan Toscano Anderson and Lonnie Walker who are both shooting. Not good for three. And, I mean, and Patrick Beverly. Exactly. And Patrick Beverly, who is not shooting three point who you don't yeah, want you, 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 like they're not bad. They're not bad. They just you can't uh-huh. expect a better team like this. I just feel like this team isn't built to win. They just can't fit. And it just seems like the fans and media have gotten to them. Like the fans will ride with them if they're winning. The media's gonna yeah. ride with them if they're winning. They're a big market team. But the thing is like I, I at what at some point you just got to realize like it's just not meant to be and LeBron and AD were able to win a championship with this team and ever since that it's been first round exit, missed the playoffs mm-hmm. and a two and seven start. So you got to look at the big picture here. Like I don't, I don't know. It's just so far this team just they don't look good and you and going back to the point you said their best three point shooters are players they're not going to be relying down in the stretch. Like we saw Ryan yeah. hit that buzzer beater to send in to overtime but they're not going to be going to matt ryan every game it's going to mm-hmm. be lebron shooting it or anthony davis shooting yeah i i agree with you 100 and you talked about how um how the lakers won that championship and i just want to bring it to your attention that that team had it avery bradley alex caruso kcp um jared Dan- they had Danny Green, they had THT, they had Kyle Kuzma, Markeith Morris. These Rajon Ron, J.R. Smith. These are three point shooters. They were yeah. spacing the floor. That's how you create a team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis, especially when they're shooting twenty percent from three. You don't add these. You don't add players who are shooting twenty percent as well. You don't. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, just it's just bad business at the end of the day. I feel like mm-hmm. it might be a way just to get fans hyped up, but it's it's just not good business. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I go. I want to go back to the question that I asked earlier. If if you like, no, not the question. It's the same that you made earlier. You said maybe maybe they blow it up, but and I have a question for you. How how do you blow it up? Because Russ is on this abysmal contract. LeBron is LeBron, right? And do you trade Anthony Davis, who's at this point, looking like your only trade piece that you have. I, I mean, honestly, like, I, I feel like if, if the Lakers still want to win, I think LeBron and AD are, are the best duo. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, like, LeBron and AD are more likely to work out than Russ and LeBron 
or Russ and AD. And, and by no means is that trying to degrade Russ. I'm just saying what's best for this roster. Because for Russ, you can get a solid bench player. You could probably get... You think so? I think so. Like, I think... Like, what were the rumors before this season? If you could get Buddy Heels and Miles Turner for, let's just say, Russ in a pick. Like, I feel like that would heavily increase these ro- this roster's chances of winning. Yeah, but at the same time, is Polinka are they willing to risk even more assets on a move that might not like maybe they have ptsd maybe they're because they're they have so many picks that are going to new orleans now um maybe do that ad trade right and they're like maybe they maybe they don't maybe they don't want to deal any more of their future whatever 2027 picks that they have no idea maybe they're the worst team in the league at that point when ad gets hurt maybe again and lebron's retired already like i don't know yeah, no, from a futuristic standpoint, it's better to hang on to the picks, but I think the organization mm-hmm. at that point needs to have a, have a decision in their mind whether they want to try to win and trade or just blow yeah. it all up. Because if you can blow it all up, you're getting multiple first-round picks from this roster. Mm-hmm, for sure. But, but at the same time, do you, do you think it's right to commit to LeBron? I mean, this is the... This is the king. This is the best player of our generation. Do you think it's right? Like, should should they be committing? Because this is like this is the tail end of his career, right? Should they be committing all their resources or like to to this one player? Or do you think they should look? I guess maybe to what's better for the team. I mean, personally, like from my standpoint, what I would say is. I don't think LeBron's going to get any better than he did last season. And we saw what yeah. this team was like with peak uh-huh. LeBron last season. They didn't yeah. even make the play in. So uh, for me, I think it's you trade LeBron, you trade AD, try to get everything that you can get. And you can have Russ lead this lineup with just role players. Don't need mm-hmm. another star. Just see where it takes you. I'm, it's that probably not going to take you very far. Maybe first round playoff max. But just see where it takes you because – it's going to get you the most assets in return to, for, to build for the future. Because with LeBron and AD, you have like two years max. And the West is yeah. as tough as it is already. Like you have six, seven teams that could go to the finals, for, in my opinion. Yeah, they're not, they're, not, they're not competing for a chip. I, I think just being brutally honest here, unless LeBron becomes 10 years younger, I don't think they're competing for a chip. Yeah, so I'm, I, I don't, it's not going to happen, but... From my perspective, like the best way to build for the future is just to go ahead and trade him, because because Russ can lead a unit. He can lead a unit that's not gonna be ball dependent. And mm-hmm. let's just say his units with, you know, Reeves, Thomas Bryant, Matt Ryan, and whoever they get back from trade, from a trade uh, from LeBron and AD. I think that you're gonna get the most efficient Russ. Maybe yeah. get you some wins here or there. And you have picks as well. And if you want to trade Russ, it's just going to be a, a terrible roster, even more terrible. But um, it, yeah. I, I just feel like that's just the best case scenario because it's not looking good. Like, there's no way I can ever imagine this team winning a playoff series in the Western Conference. Yeah, you're, you're, I, I agree with you. But then I don't know. Because I, I think if you, you're the Lakers, right? Because you don't have any rights to any of your picks for a few more years. And do you then think like that factors into your decision maybe a little bit because you're like, 
we don't have we don't have anything to tank for so might as well ride out this lebron wave as long as it takes because he's he's obviously he's gonna bring popularity to the franchise everyone's gonna want to watch the lakers because the bonds on the team right so mm-hmm. maybe you you ride that out as long as you can um, even if you guys suck right. people are still gonna come because of lebron and i think i think that's that's what they're they're banking on right now at this point yeah like honestly like this the front office is showing no direction of where they want to go like it's 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 a dumpster fire at this point like Mm -hmm. there's really not much more that media can say or the fans can say to like lure this front office one direction or another because if you're not able to compete like on a nightly basis you you just can't do it with any team like you can't compete with any team like what makes you think you can compete with one of the best in the west in the western conference like yeah, during it, a playoff series yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense really and as 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 good as russ has been like it's there's just there's a there's a ceiling and like the ceiling is not very high for this roster uh at the end of the mm-hmm. day so it the front office just has to make some decisions by the time the trade deadline comes because I don't see this team getting above five hundred by, by All Star break. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. I think it's a dumpster fire, for sure. Um, and what's another team that we could say in the West is a dumpster fire? Maybe not as dumpster fiery as the uh, Lakers, but they've definitely got out to a dumpster fire start, and that's the Golden State Warriors. Um, three and seven, um, very, I mean, 13th in the division. Um, and to be honest with you, I have looking at the stats, just thinking about it. I mean, there just isn't enough offense, right? Steph is averaging 30 points a game, but then you have Wiggins at 17, Poole at 15, Thompson at 15, and then you have. Anthony Lamb as your fifth highest scorer. Like, I think to be this Golden State Warriors team that's constantly, you know, challenging um, in the division, challenging for first place and championships and stuff like that, you they're on a five-game losing streak, and, and they've given up 120 points, 128, 116, 130, 114. Like, you can't be giving up. This is a team that was known for its defense, right? You can't be giving up these right. super, super ludicrous these numbers, right? Against they gave up one hundred and thirty points to the Orlando Magic. Like what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like this team they always have a, a rough patch here and there, but I mean, we saw uh-huh. this roster work it out last year, so I think it's just a matter of time before they get it. But, um. I don't know. I feel like I, I don't. I don't think this is a long term concern. Like, I feel yeah. like St- Steph's gonna get back in his groove. Clay's gonna get back in his groove. Like, I, I feel like, um, what Poole's gonna, Charles, yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all gonna find their groove, but it, it's gotta happen soon because, like I said, like, like it's it's just a reality at this point. Like, there's seven teams in the West at least that can go compete for a championship right now. And mm-hmm. if you're the Warriors, you don't want to be stuck in a spot where you're fighting for 
the top spot in the play and you're going to have to end up playing like whoever it may be, Phoenix or um, Clippers in the first round. Because having them and taking that six, seven games in the first round is going to be exhausting. Yeah. For sure. I think you definitely, Golden State is a much brighter picture than Lakers. I mean, any team's not brighter than the Lakers, but they have a they have a superstar in Curry. They have a team built around him. I think you just need to get it on track a little bit. And I think Curry is definitely the man to have to do that. I mean, I think he he'll get his team right. Um, I don't know how long it'll take, but he'll definitely get his team right. And um, I think the Warriors are not in a horrible position. Um, they can definitely bounce back from this. And I I I think they'll 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 be fine. They'll be fine. Um, talking about a team that is definitely 100% fine. Um, I know you guys are loving these transitions, by the way. Talking about a team that's 100% fine. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, the first, the only team that is undefeated, um, at nine and O, um, which is not surprising at all. Um, considering that they... They won the championship two years ago. They have Giannis. And looking at this roster, looking at the schedule, it seems pretty easy. I mean, you play Detroit twice. You play Oklahoma. You play Houston. Um, uh, so And you play Brooklyn, who we will be talking about later. Um, so, yeah, I think they have been doing really they, – they've been playing good. Giannis, 30 points. Drew Holiday, 20. And I, you, still, you still don't have um, – Chris Middleton back yet, which could just add a whole another dimension to this team, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm very surprised at, at like the start they've gotten off to, especially without Middleton. Um, yeah, but I think kind of like the Blazers, like they, they have, they play as a team. They don't rely on one man the entire time. You know, if they need Holiday to step up, he'll step up. They, we know what Giannis can do: attack the rim. Uh, Brooke Lopez, he obviously stretches the floor, basically arguably yeah. one of the great best bigs in today's game to stretch the floor. Um, so I think this roster is coming together right now. And uh, once they get Middleton back, you know, they're, they're a top top two team in the East, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. it, it'll just be a matter of time before the Heat gets back and they start catching even more fire. But uh, yeah. for now, yeah, they're obviously playing as well as they can. They, just, I mean, they, look, they look scary. Yeah, and, and they people who say that they haven't beat a good team yet, I mean, they beat the Timberwolves, they beat the Hawks, they beat they Brooklyn. Beat the Nets. Yeah. Beat the Nets and beat Philly. So those are four teams who are supposedly contenders in their respective conferences. So this team can play better than their competition. They find a way how to, and that's not only credit to the team, but to the coaching staff as well, Coach Budenholzer. For sure, I think I think the the whole the whole the whole team um, is is good. That's it's well rounded. I mean, do you look at it, there's no real holes. You have a superstar. You have a second superstar. You have a third star, um, and it's just it's I would say the closest thing to a perfect team that we have. I mean, the Warriors are good. They have a lot of shooting and stuff, but I think the, the Bucks are, in my opinion, the in my opinion, the closest team that we have to a perfect team. Um, and yeah, for sure. 
yeah, I, I think they're 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 definitely going to be, especially with Middleton, they're definitely going to be contending this year. I think they have the inside track at this point to. Um, I mean, we can't be making any predictions, but I think they do have the inside track at, at getting first place in this division. Um, and talking about a team, um, last transition of the day, but talking about a team that does not have the last, uh, the inside track is the Brooklyn Nets. So, I mean, you can take it away. I know you have some thoughts about this team. You've been watching them a little bit, so yeah, just you take you take you take your thoughts. Tell us what you think. Yeah, this is, it's just a whole mess right now, but I think it can be figured out. Like unlike the Lakers, I think this mess can be figured out. Um, I think so. Interesting. Yeah, I think an in, that was an interesting move to go ahead and hire Ime Udoka, but I mean, we saw what he did with the Celtics. But obviously, like. It's just gonna be weird having him back in the league, like after the Celtics suspended him, and then him not That's only going, not just him coming back into the league, just uh, getting hired by the team he just swept in the I first know. round. That's like a whole adds a whole another like aspect to it. But um, that was yeah that 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 situation is so weird. But. I, and I feel like early on in this season, uh, with Steve Nash, like it was just hero ball with Katie and Kyrie. Simmons mm-hmm. was just just posting up on the paint, and you can't pass to him when there's a 200 pound center guarding him. Up in exactly. The paint. So, so I, I feel like like that hero ball didn't work out much with Katie and Kyrie, but I, and that's why I feel like Ime Udoka kind of took that hero ball aspect away from the Celtics. Got Grant Williams, Al Horford, and Marcus Smart even more involved. I think he can elevate this next team to the next level because they have. Seth Curry, who hasn't stepped foot on the court yet. TJ Warren, who hasn't stepped foot on the court yet. They have solid uh, role players in Yuta Watanabe, Royce O'Neal. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and they still have, we haven't seen anywhere near the best of Ben Simmons yet in a Nets jersey. So Will we, though? Will we? No, I, I think we will with Udoka. I think we will. And I don't know if that would mean, like, maybe leading off the bench uh, or playing – only with Ky- KD or Kyrie, not with both, because I, I he defensively he brings so much to the game, and the Nets need that. They have yeah. solid defenders now, and I feel like once they get TJ Warren back and Seth Curry, you have four of the best scorers. I, I won't say best scorers; I'll say you have the best scorer <laughs> in the game right now in Kevin Durant, and you have three, two really solid scorers in Curry and uh, Warren, and obviously you have Kyrie. So I think this Nets team can figure it out. But right now, yeah, it's a huge mess. And we don't even know when Kyrie's coming back. Yeah, exactly. The whole Kyrie situation is just crazy, right? I mean, that's not I, – I think what he did was definitely wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just – it's crazy. I mean, he they gave him that whole list of things that we, they have to do, which I think is definitely right by them. I think they should be actively figure out this situation. But – I mean that's the the Kyrie brings so much trauma to this team, right? Like, yeah, it's and then the the one image that the one video I feel like that has stayed in my mind about this Brooklyn Nets team is that video where Kyrie passes it to to Ben Simmons, right? And he's like open in the paint, and Kyrie's like shoot the shoot ball, and, yeah, and he just passes it to KD, and KD like has to take a few dribbles, take a hard step back, um, or pull up. But, I mean, as is Katie, obviously, makes it. But that just – I think that encapsulates the team right there. I mean, Ben Simmons – Ben Simmons just can't just – I don't know, for the love of him, he just can't, he's just not 
he's just not doing it right now. Um, yeah, and, but I, I think it's just like he hasn't been on the court in a long, long time. I feel like that takes a toll on it. But yeah, I feel like give him a few more games and he'll be fine. And I and I feel like we just gotta wait for Ime Udoka to completely emulate this offense into its best form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's big having an actual because I, I think Steve Nash he just he just I, I don't think he can he could balance it especially as a first year coach or as a first time coach he can balance his personalities while also figuring out a game plan because it was his first time as a coach but I think Udoka he's already established the players will respect him more not as like a player or comrade kind of thing but as a um as an actual coach kind of thing um but yeah i think um i think he, he definitely if he definitely will make changes to the offense um you'd hope that he can make changes to ben simmons who at this point is basically a mental thing right um, oh yeah but yeah i hope i hope he can do it because if if you can unlock ben simmons at least just some something then you have a scary team it's when kyrie comes back because he will eventually come back at some point you have you have a scary team especially with kd ben simmons but it's just will he come when 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 is that going to happen is it going to be too late like we saw last year which in my opinion was too late because you had to face the, the celtics uh right and there was still so much drama around the team at that point where, where i thought it was too late um and then will, will ben simmons get it back will he get his mojo back because we it's just he hasn't had his mojo back in so long. I, I, I think it might be might be college when he last had his mojo back. But yeah, I, I think it's just it's crazy. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I, I think that at the end of the day, like if it doesn't work out, there were reports that they were gonna trade Simmons. But I think yeah, just gotta give it some time to be honest. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I, I think you have to give it some time. But at the same, but. I mean, you do have to give it time, especially with the Doku coming in, and I think that's that's the positive that you take from this team is that you have someone like Imeo Doku who's coming in and who can possibly save this team. Um, but yeah, I I think I think it's it's a crazy situation, and I think it's a roster filled with talent. Um, they just need someone who can kind of guide the talent and make sure that. Yeah, guide the talent. I think that's the right word. Guide the talent. So, guide the talent. Yeah, it's they and they have young players too. They have Edmund Sumner and Cam Thomas, who are also really solid mm-hmm. role players that they can also that also strengthen that bet that bench depth. Exactly. Yep. Well, I think I think that's basically the end for us basketball. Um, Moving on to our final segment, um, I know we might have forgotten about it a few t- a few episodes, but Pubs with the Dubs is back, baby. Yep, you heard it here. Um, and as a native Houstonian myself, I am going to give this award to the Houston Astros. Yep, four and two victory, four and two series victory over the um, over the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, and I can tell you, I was smack talking all my all my family who um used to live in philadelphia um and it feels good baby we we're not cheaters anymore because we won this one yep and that is the they they took the dub they took the 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 
the dub of the week. Um, they, um, yeah, they they won. Um, and it's 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 party in the H town right now. Um, yeah, some dominant pitching, some great hitting by um by your daddy, and um Jeremy Pena coming in clutch. Um, seems seems like we might have found our Carlos Correa replacement in a year. He he's crazy in my opinion. He's just crazy. He's such a good player. Um, but yeah, that is the the, the dub of the week. Um, they they took the major dub um, in MLB. And um, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, uh, you can catch catch more episodes of us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, we post um, we post weekly on our website rewindthattape.com. So make sure to go check out our articles there. We have um, one about the Utah Jazz, our newest article, which in my opinion is pretty good. I wrote it. Um, and you can check out our uh, socials at Instagram, Twitter, um, at rewindthattape.com, I'm pretty sure. Um, and thank you so much for watching. Peace. See ya.